haven't covered a lot of ground in this section of Romans yet we have covered a lot of ground in this section of Romans on last week we looked at the first verse and we saw the foundation upon which Christian ethics are to be built the foundation upon which um, we are to examine and by which we are to examine our our actions and whether or not they are appropriate whether or not they are right this week we move over into our very minds and our very thinking as it relates to the decisions that we make and this issue of walking in God's will this is not just a question this is the question of our well, God bless you. Welcome to Prophetic Whispers. This is Elias Flores coming at you once again, and that is the great Buddy Bachman. And uh, if you can ever get a hold of his materials, I highly recommend it, especially on the cultural ills, speaking to the culture, defending the gospel. Um, as far as apologetics are concerned, he comes up with some very, very um, provocative uh, perspectives and is probably one of our leading apologists of the day um, in the colleges, in the systems of education. And uh, of course, the world hates him. Um, he got a new book out, coming out called Fault Lines. And um, Twitter, Twitter said that... Um, <laughs> That that book, Fault Lines, is uh, is pornography, uh, Christian pornography, <laughs> and so think about that. Okay, that's how much they hate his information on how over the target he is, and um, uh, you you'll find out that once you start getting over the target, you realize that you become the target, and so the enemy begins to point all their guns at you. But we are getting his book. Fault line. I highly encourage it. Uh, he's a he's a big thinker. Uh, God's anointings on his life, and he definitely has a handle on the uh, modus operandi of the culture, its perspectives on all levels, from uh, from uh, critical race theory to the LGBTQ, to all those aspects. You can follow him. He's taught me quite a bit. Followed a lot of his stuff. An amazing teacher of God's word as far as the culture and engagement of that. So today we're going to continue the corrupt mind. Okay, Paul's Paul's argument on the corrupt mind. And you'll find this throughout all Paul's writings. Okay, all Paul deals heavily on how people think. He deals heavily on coming out of the culture. He deals heavily on on the the things that are holding the Christian back from um, coming to full fruition of who they are in Christ. And so any of those, any any aspect of your Christian walk, um, Paul addresses. And so when you look at Romans chapter 1, and this book is loaded, okay, loaded. And, and many, many Christians will not touch Romans chapter 1 because I don't think they like, they like to deal with the issues and the controversies of the culture because they don't want to face the issues. And they don't want to tell somebody that, you know, what uh, that's not right you know God does not accept that no that is that is against the Word of God and and many many people um, because of how our culture is you know how our culture is now where 
where right is wrong and wrong is right and there's no objective truths. Uh, that means objective truth is means what's true to me is true to you. Okay. Now everybody has their own narratives because narratives control information. Okay. That's why the news media has narratives. Everybody has a narrative. That's why, you know, you have heard Oprah Winfrey go on and says, well, you go ahead and tell your truth. Now, what they really mean is you go tell your narrative. That's what they mean. Go tell, go tell how you see it. Okay, I always say this, you know, one of the worst things we ever did in the in, in our churches was ask the congregation, okay, uh, providing you have an honest preacher preaching the word of God, is when we told, when we asked the, the parishioners or we asked the church member, well, what does this scripture mean to you? No, who cares what it means to them? What was God's intention of God's word? It's the intention of who spoke it, not the not the intention of um, or not the um, the the direct result of how to make you fail. No, we we've got to turn this boat around again. And so when you look at the provocative writings of Paul, Paul addresses and really latches onto the heart of God, the ills of the culture, and the results that is it's bringing in and on the church and in and on humanity in general. Because Paul uses words like like men, you know, uh, for all men, and, and meaning men and women, that you know, humankind, you know, has all fallen away. And, and so when you start looking at that men need God. Uh, they, I mean, Paul just doesn't leave anybody out on this. That humanity, humanity is lost, and humanity needs Christ. And you cannot remove uh, uh, Christianity. You cannot move Christ. You cannot, cannot move God out of your out of the crosshairs of your mind. He must be the central focus of your mind, your behaviors, your thoughts, and all that you do. And so as you, as we go through this, I want you to, to wrap your mind around the fact that God is addressing the culture, okay? God is addressing the culture. God is addressing the effects that the culture has on the family. He's on the, on the man, on the woman. He's going to give you a bird's eye view, a description of why humanity is the way it is, especially in the 21st century that we're living today, where people are, I mean, they have rappers that are putting blood in, in the, in the, in the soles of um, Air Max shoes and, and, you know, selling them for, you know, there's only 666 and, 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 and created a video, him doing some sexual things on supposedly Satan. Again, this is, you know, I, I don't even listen to rap. So, you know, I just watch, listen to some of the news cycles, some of the things in the, the tweets. And the church should be abhorred at this. The church, but we shouldn't be surprised. We should be horrified at the fact that this is in our face. You know, and the bad thing about it, that the culture that we're living in right now, is that the devil is right in your face and because he's desensitized you so much, you don't even recognize it's evil. You don't even recognize it's there. He's hiding right in the daylight. He's stepping out of, this, out of the shadows and in your face, telling you, telling you that your God is not, is not relevant. That, that the culture is greater than Christ. And that if you don't like it, then we'll shut you down. And the church cowers to that. If you don't accept our agenda regarding same-sex marriage, LGBTQ, all the all the crazy genders they're trying to create to distort the original um, intentions and the plans of God, 
then you're 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 in a you're in a sand. If your church is not talking about these type of issues and preaching against this and strengthening the church correctly, you may want to start looking for a place that's relevant and and is really starting to teach teach you how to live in the society that we're living in. That we don't just go with the flow. We don't just go uh, uh, go with the mainstream of how everybody's doing things. You know, it's not. Listen, it's not about church growth. It's about bodybuilding. We got to build the body with strong, with strong uh, members that know how to tear down arguments. Okay, we know how to tear down arguments. That's our job is to tear down arguments, you know, in strongholds that the enemy hides behind and hides in that holds people captive. So we're going to take a good look at Rome, the book of Romans. We're going to go. Um, I'm going to read Romans. Um, Chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. That's going to be a premise. And then I'm going to give you um, 18 through 32. We're just going to give a slight view. We'll finish some more later on this uh, on this uh, chapter. But it's it's telling you it's telling you God's perspectives. Remember, remember, we want to know what's in the mind of the Spirit. What is the opinions of God? The mind of the Spirit. Okay, we want God's opinions about everything. The world's opinions really don't matter. They all fade away, but God's word remains the same. So when we start looking at this, I want to look at Romans chapter 1, 16, 17, because Paul begins, after he greets the church, you know, the first 15 verses, he greets the church. He, you know, he does all his salutations. He does all the things he does, you know, to open up a letter. But then he comes to this, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of, of Christ, for it is the power of God. God into salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And, and again, I've been around, I've been around um, the faith movements for so long. We, we really put that, we really put emphasis on the just shall live by faith. And then we get into what does it mean to live by faith. When we realize that we take out the foundation of this, the the foundation that faith is available, the the foundation that faith is effective, and it's an effective tool to live by, is revealed in Romans chapter 16, verse 16 of chapter 1. It says this, for I'm not ashamed, okay? Okay, I'm not ashamed. Askinomai is that Greek word for ashamed. And you know what that means? That means that that askinomai means to realize that you are disformed into the image of Christ. You are formed into the image of I'm sorry, you are formed into the image of Christ and deformed from the world. So the world looks at you as deformed. The world looks at you as you are deformed. You're not in their form. You are in the form of Christ. Therefore, you are askinomai. You are deformed. And what happens when, what, what is the result of deformation? People start looking at you and you start hiding. And, and all of a sudden, you, you start, you know, not wanting to go in public. And all of a sudden, you start being ashamed of your deformity. That's what Paul is saying. I'm in Christ. I'm deformed from the world. I'm not formed like them. I'm formed like Christ. Therefore, my message is different. Therefore, my language is different. Therefore, my thoughts are different because I am formed in the image of God. I'm deformed from the world. 
I'm deformed. Listen, that's why they're looking at that. You're crazy. You know, you're you're mean. You're homophobe. You're genophobe. You're you know you're um, you're you're all you're a bigot. You're a, they call you all kinds of names because you're in a different form. You're deformed from the world. See, as soon as you get over the fact that you are deformed. That's why people don't want to preach, because if they don't want to preach the gospel. Why? Because the gospel is in form. It's uniformed in the, in the image of Christ. That's why when somebody backs away, it's so evident, because they're trying to form the world. They're trying to conform to the world. That's why Romans 12, uh, verse 2, be not conformed. In other words, you are formed in Christ, you're deformed, do not conform. So Paul lays out this 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 premise, this what I call this framework. This framework. How is he going to attack the culture? How is he going to go after the Romans? How is he going to go after the culture um, in in Rome? He's going to go after them very easy because he's not in their form. He's deformed from their form. So when you talk about uh, sanctity of life, we're in a different form. That's why they look at you and say, my body, my choice. We say, no, 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 that baby is in the image of God. We are formed differently. We are formed differently. When they say LGBTQ and all the you know same sex and all that, no, no, we go right to the body because we're formed differently. We are deformed for, from them. I'm, uh, again, this is, the, this is the foundation for Paul's writings. He's saying, I'm formed in Christ. I know that I look deformed to them. Therefore, I'm not going to conform to them, but I'm going to stay formed in Christ. Even though it looks, I, it looks like I'm deformed, I am really formed correctly. That's how out of shape the world is. That's how, that's how out of touch the world is. That's how crazy the world is, where they can actually look at what we know to be true, and they'll call it a lie. They don't care. They don't care. They, they have lost their, their moral compass. They've lost all their ethics. They've lost all the all their thing, all their all their uh, you know their marbles. They're all over the place. But they're formed that way, and we're deformed from that. So we are deformed to the world, and you cannot be ashamed. You cannot feel shame because you are formed different. The gospel makes that big a difference that it changes the shape of your life. It changes the shape of your mind. It changes the shape of your perspectives. And that's why we have to, we have to continue to perpetuate the knowledge of God. We have to continue to echo the truths of God. We have to be able to continue this great faith in this salvation that has formed us different. Paul writes, Paul writes that, that he, he continues to pray that Christ be formed in them. In other words, that they continue in the formation of Christ. Because a skin am I, I'm deformed from the world. I'm not shaped like them. You're not like them. Therefore, Paul begins to open his attack. Now, I call this an attack or the offense. As he begins to explain some things. Now watch this. Now chapter verse 18. As we go through this, we're going to go, we got about another 15 more minutes. So bear with me. We're going to go through uh, 32 verses. Uh, 18 through 32. Okay, we're going to go through, I believe that's 14 verses if my math is correct. 
but we're going to get the con- certain concepts out. We'll only deal with two or three of these concepts today, and then I'll finish it off in another podcast regarding this. But this is rich for you to understand. Watch this. For the wrath of God, verse 18, is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Now, if you think that the culture especially in the church with the critical race theories with the with the uh, acceptance of homosexuality and LGBTQ and and some of the some of the concepts that are now being embraced by the church okay if you don't think that's an issue okay and God doesn't take issue listen to what he says for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness unrighteousness of men of men of mankind okay so if you want to know where God stands on things he, Paul begins to reveal it right here. Who suppressed the truth in unrighteousness. In other words, they start, they start telling that their sins, their concepts, their, their cultural feelings, their passions. We're going to get into passions. Okay. We're going to get into passions in, in, in a bit. But he says this. He says, they suppress the truth. In other words, they, they, they begin to shut you down. And we're seeing this here in, we're seeing this here in the record. They don't want you to preach. I remember, I remember 2015, 2016, where, where they were, they were uh, in Houston, Texas, I believe it was. And also, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was in Pennsylvania, where they were asking preachers for their notes, because if you were preaching against homosexuality, that was a big thing. And I had, and I had, I have uh, Christian friends uh, from, uh, certain communities that 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 were in support of those notes because it was mean to talk about a uh, lgbt it was mean that's not nice you know that's not no so what what would what would the city city wanted they wanted the notes because if they were preaching against homosexuality they were preaching against the culture guess what Guess what? They were going to they were going to um, shut them down. The the censoring started. Listen, I'm telling you, this unrighteousness, the suppressing of the truth, this is this is not new. They were doing this all. Paul says, hey, they want to shut you down. They want to shut them down the churches. They want to shut down the pulpits. They want to come after, they want to come after every voice that is not in their form. They want they want you shaped in their image after their likeness and Paul writes and Paul says hey I'm not ashamed of my my form church we gotta we gotta understand we are the church we are the body of Christ we are the body of Christ we are in his formation no one else's and we have to recapture that we have to recapture that so watch this because what what may be known of God is manifest in them this is this is amazing if you, if you start really looking at what Paul was saying, because what may be known of God is manifested in them. In other words, there's enough of God inside of everyone born here, okay, to know God, to know that, to know that there's something out there. There's, there, there's a divine purpose, that there's a creator, that there's someone greater than them. Watch this. For for God has shown it to them. Now you say, how does it do that? Listen, when you go and you start looking at creation, you start looking at the beauty of the sunset. You start you start studying astrology. You start studying, you know, um, all the sciences. You start studying and you start actually going out to the Yosemites. You start going out to all the all the beautiful wonders. I mean, I I I've been to Malaysia. I've been to I've been to Taipei. I've been to. Um, Japan, I've been, there's places that I have been, I've been to Mazatlan, Mexico, and the places are absolutely beautiful that you cannot deny that there is a creator, 
that created this, that man couldn't have done this. And when you start looking at scripture and you say, well, God wouldn't send people to have, well, you know, there's enough, there, there is enough evidence around them and in them. There's enough evidence around them and in them that if they stop suppressing truth, they'll come to the light. See, the natural revelation, which is creation, which is that which you could look around and go, ah, wow. That's a revelation from God that you, you could say that something is greater than you. Something so beautiful was created by a creator. When you just, you just succumb to that. So stop having, as a Christian, such a bleeding heart for the lost. When the lost has enough evidence around them and in them. Read your text. You know, this 11th commandment, Christians don't want to read the text. They just want to feel sorry for people. No, he who has eyes to see and ears to hear, let him hear. Stop trying, stop trying to save the culture. Preach the gospel. Stay in your form. Don't be ashamed of your form. And reach out to them in love, in Jesus' name. Amen. Watch this. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. Did you say, since the creation of the world, since the creation of the cosmos, okay, his creation has been clearly seen his attributes about God all the you know his personality his goodness his grace his kindness his gentleness his mercy if you look at creation if you look how he handles how he how he put everything together you begin to you begin to start saying how great is this creator again God has put enough evidence in them and around them watch this being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are not without any excuse. So God says, on a natural level, there's enough evidence out there for them to find God. The church don't have to bend its knee to the culture. There's enough in the natural for them to actually sit there and receive a gospel message. Come on. We got to toughen up a little bit. Because Paul's preaching a real message. We're not going to give up our form. There's many that have given up their form. There's many that have given up their form. There's many that have bowed the knee because of the culture. Because they don't want to be, they don't want to be suppressed. They don't want to be censored. They don't want, they don't want to speak the truth because they're ashamed of their form. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of my form. This gives premise to everything. The minute you stop being ashamed of who you are in Christ that you're formed in his image, you're formed after his likeness, you're formed and thank God that the spirit of God's working in you and shaping you and molding you daily. Guess what? The world, the world's gonna hate you, get over it. Verse 21, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. Okay, here we go. Futile in their thoughts. In other words, they became creative in how to lie about the truth. They became creative on how they began to distort truth and suppress truth. This is important for you to understand because we have this in today. When you study the science, the social sciences, okay, of social grouping, and you you know you get into critical race theories and you get into all this racisms that are out there, they all they've done is got creative on how to suppress the truth. Look. Satan is, Satan is a master at deception. 
This all comes out of this all comes out of a school of doctrines. First, First Timothy chapter four, verse one. It's 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 his playbook. What does it say there? Let me quote it to you. It says, In the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, teachings of devils, those, those that have seductive ways of hiding truth, bearing truth with lies. With lies. They make lies sound like truths. They make you get emotionally attached to races and colors and people and types and in tribes and they get you so disunified that you're you don't even know what to believe anymore i remember when when they were having the they were having all the the race issue uh, the the um riots over over the young man that was killed and you know that's how much i pay attention to it and believe in it all this stuff you know um when they when when he passed away and everybody was in an uproar, you had all these churches in the streets saying that yes, we're racist, yes, we're the what what are you doing? There's no there's no male nor female, there's no Greek nor Jew in the kingdom. We're one. What are you doing? But because you want to conform, you lose your Christian form. Yes, there are wrongs, absolutely, but not to where we compromise ours. You see how many, it was funny, you, all of a sudden you start seeing so many mega churches start putting um, uh, black black worship leaders up there, or at least put them up there, and to say, oh, we got, we got, a, we got, uh, we have some, some, um, some black members in our church that sing it, you know, it was, it was just, it was just fabricated garbage, you know, to, to satisfy a viewing audience. Nothing organic about it. This is this is the stuff that Paul writes about. Paul is hitting them right where it counts, and the church doesn't. And the church needs to start following Paul's advice. Start understanding the fact that they had futile thoughts, okay, and their foolish hearts were darkened. So when you have when you have bad thinking. Okay, when you have when you have people trying to be create creative in their thinking, it'll darken their hearts. And that's what we're dealing with in this culture right here. That's why you have so many people that are off the rails right now. The cultures you can't even have a conversation. Why? Because of this right here. Paul Paul is laying laying it down. Listen, we need an uncompromised church with an uncompromised message. And Paul's giving us Paul's giving it to us first. He says, number one, I'm not ashamed. It's been, hmm? He's saying, I'm not ashamed. He's saying, Eskinomai. Eskinomai. I'm in the form of God. And I'm not ashamed of being in God's form, in God's image, in God's likeness. I'm not ashamed of that. I'm formed by God, in God. Then he lays the hammer out. I love what I love what he says here, verse twenty-three, and and change the glory of the incorruptible into the image made like a corruptible man. So they begin to start making man into God through images, through icons, through idols. I love I love this. Watch this. And and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up for uncleanness in lust of their hearts to dishonor 
to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Listen, this is huge. This is this is huge. If you just read this, you just read this. You begin to you begin to start saying, "Hey, they exchanged they exchanged the glory of God for the image of man and created idols towards it." You know, when you look at verse twenty three, I mean. It's right there. Icon. You know, when somebody says that person is iconic, that means that they are they are images. They are the image of something. Iconic. And they exchange the glory of, of the incorruptible God into the image made like corruptible man. So they begin to create idols and say that those were gods. Suppressing the truth about God through idolatry, verse 18 and 23. Okay, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, and then we'll just kind of wrap this up uh, for today because it's kind of kind of a big topic. Okay, it says suppressing the truth about God through idolatry, verse 18 and 23. Okay, man is responsible for false images. Look at Leviticus 19.4. It says this, Do not turn to idols, nor make for yourselves molden gods. I am the Lord your God. Boom. He lays this out. He lays this out. How many people, how many people disobey God's word because they don't want to offend somebody? Hmm. Well, guess what? Guess what you just did? You made that person an idol above God's word. You would not, you would not acknowledge God. And his word you acknowledge and you built and you made that person into God for yourself. See, we do this all the time. Okay, Jeremiah 2.5. Thus, thus says the Lord, what, what injustice have your fathers found in me that they have gone far from me, have followed, have followed idols, have become idolat- idol- idol- idolaters, idolaters. Listen, this is, this is, God's not playing this game. All the way back in the Old Testament, he, he was warning about these things. And then Paul comes around and started saying, look, look, they did it in the Old Testament. And it's not, it wasn't good then. It's not good now. He said, he says, they have gone, gone after, gone far from me, have followed idols and have become idolaters. Idolaters, look, idolaters, those that produce idols. Hosea 4.12 says this, My people ask counsel for their wooden idols, and their staff informs them, for the spirit of of harlotry has caused them to stray, and they have played the harlot against God. So here you have, here you have perversion, perversion driving the ideas of idolatry. Creating idols, creating things in your mind. Okay, again, this idea of of producing something to worship is very, very dangerous. Jonah two eight says, "Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy." In other words, you just put a death sentence on yourself. The grace and the mercy that should be over you. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah, Jonah. Jonah knows something about that. So we as a church, we as Christians, what we have to begin to start doing is start saying, what form am I in? Am I in right form? Because if I'm not a, if if I'm conforming to the world, that means I'm ashamed of, of being a Christian, of being shaped like Christ. 
And the premise for attacking the culture is being perfectly good with the image that God has created you and created me. The message he gave you, the message he gave me. The redemption he gave you, the redemption he gave me. And that we don't try to conform to them and lose our Christian form. We will not do it. Paul writes this powerful message. I'll finish this exegetically uh, for you um, on the next podcast. But, but we cannot lose our form because we don't like it. It's inconvenient. Paul says, "I'm getting ready to. I'm getting ready to hammer the hammer the culture." How can you do that, Paul? Because I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of being formed into Christ. A skin am I? I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed. I'm a follower of Christ. I walk like him, talk like him, think like him. That's my goal. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. See, you can't you can preach the truth if you're ashamed of it. You got, you got to grow up. I got to grow up. We, are, we got to grow up into the image, into the form, into the likeness of God. So I encourage you today, take a good look at your Bible. Take a good look at your stance. Ask yourself. What's happening around me that's wrong that I'm not saying anything about, that I don't have a biblical opinion about, that I'm allowing to happen and just slide by? Think about it. And we'll talk to you next week on Prophetic Whispers. And because I, I had a whole week to, I had a whole week on the road, and, and so it took me a little time to get my bearings back over here. But you'll be getting five five podcasts next week and we'll finish this but again this 11 commandment christian that says oh god god this this sinners oh oh no listen god took care of everything he took care of everything he put enough of god in them and he put enough of god around them in order for them to come to christ and know that there is a god so toughen up let's go let's get it done god bless you we'll talk to you soon on prophetic whispers bye-bye